learning about body language is actually a deeply spiritual practice. Because if you think about it, our body quite literally exists as a part of nature. You would never go out on a walk or on a hike and look at nature and all of its magnificent beauty and be like, you know, that weed's not supposed to be there or that tree's just not doing it right. You'd never do that because when you're out in nature, you know deeply that everything exists in divine order. Well, our bodies exist in divine order. Our bodies are the same as what is out there in nature. And when you learn the practice of really listening to your body via this magical portal called body language, you can actually learn a lot about yourself, a lot about the disconnect between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind, and of course, a lot about others. So for me, learning about body language has opened up this this realm that I can look through and see into for myself and then for others. But today we're going to talk about it for ourselves. See into what's really going on beyond what I'm just thinking. Like, how am I really programmed on the inside? And how can I use this portal of information to enhance my life in many spiritual ways? So today I have Three ways that body language is an extremely spiritual practice. And I can guarantee that if you also put these into practice, you will also access this amazing portal that will allow you to see into, to bring awareness into the patterns that are holding you back, and then to see into the things inside of you that you're not aware of yet that are actually holding you back from everything you want from your highest potential. And that's really important because once you can see into something, I like to think of the awareness like light. And once you can really bring the light of your awareness into the darkness, into something that you can't see yet, it gives you autonomy. It gives you agency to be able to change that thing. Number one is that body never lies. Ever. The body exists in a state of truth. It's actually a part of our mind as human, not as wild animals, this is the distinction, as humans that allow us to conjure different beliefs that are not true, meanings that maybe aren't of the highest truth, allow us to go into the past and into the future and into worries and into fears and into regrets and to linger there outside of truth. But your body always exists in a state of truth. And so if you look at the dichotomy between those two things, where you have a part of your amazing, beautiful human brain, basically the part of us that can actually generate and believe lies versus the body, you're going to find that there's an incongruency, right? There's this disconnect. And so one way of looking at it is that the goal of any spiritual practice is to actually have embodiment around whatever it is that you're studying. It's not really simply enough to cognitively understand what's going on or to read a bunch of books. If you're not actually engaging in the practice, like let's say meditation, if you're not actually meditating, quieting your mind or accessing, you know, those different brainwave states that are so amazing and allow us to access so much information, but you're just cognitively understanding you haven't embodied it yet, then what good is that? Well, it's not good at all. 
because you actually, as a human, we have this opportunity to transcend that cognitive information all the way down into our subconscious. A very simple but very misunderstood example of this, especially in the spiritual community, is around affirmations. A lot of us have been instructed to look in the mirror and have positive affirmations because positivity is the only thing that should ever exist anywhere. Anyways, we're going to get into that later. That's a huge pet peeve of mine. But we've been instructed to look in the mirror and basically tell ourselves things that we want to be true, the affirmation, and to override the bodily sensation of it. An example of this is a woman with low self-worth. And she doesn't feel beautiful. She doesn't feel pretty. She doesn't feel embodied in all of the ways that we females have and, and males have the capacity to feel. And she's been instructed to look in the mirror and look at herself and say, I am beautiful. As if those thoughts and those words alone will generate the programming inside of her body to match that. And that is just not true because the body never lies. And if this woman is actually truly running programs of not feeling beautiful, of low self-worth attached to her past, then her body is going to reflect that program with a feeling sensation, kinesthetic sensation in her body. So she looks in the mirror. She says, I am beautiful. And she, she probably won't be radiating like this. She'll probably be speaking the word. And something will happen in her body. Now, if we were watching her, we could probably see different things happening depending on her particular behaviors. She might bite her lip. Her pupils might get smaller. She might lean back. She might purse her lips together, right? So these are for us to observe, which we're not going to. But for her in her spiritual practice, she can tune into, well, wait a second. When I speak those words into existence, what kinesthetic or somatic feeling sensation do I have in my body? And does it feel good or does it feel not good? Feel like expansion or does it feel like contraction? And if she notices that it feels like contraction, then her body is giving her perfect information about where she is stuck. The body never lies. The body is a reflection of truth. The mind lies. Words lie. So she could actually be speaking that into existence every day. But if she's not in alignment and in congruency with the bodily sensation, then that spoken thing is not going to happen. In fact, here's what gets really fucked up. What's actually going to happen is that the more she speaks it into existence, if she's not paying attention to acutely the bodily sensation that's happening, that rift of incongruency is going to get larger and larger and larger. And she's going to eventually exist in so much separation from this truth that she really wants to believe and where her body actually is that it'll probably manifest as something then in her actual life that makes her believe more of what her body is saying. So let me explain that further because I realized that that maybe was a little bit confusing. As a human, we are motivated by two things, pain and pleasure. And in fact, we are seven times more motivated by pain than pleasure. This is survival, right? Part of our body that's hyper obsessed with, well, will it keep me alive or will it not keep me alive? Paying attention to painful things, fear, things like that, will, or rather not will, but your body thinks will keep you alive. So here's the example that I gave my son the other day. 
is if you're in the jungle and you have your favorite cake, best cake or the best ice cream, the best dessert you've ever experienced in your entire life on your left, and a tiger is jumping out at you on your right, what are you going to do? Run from the tiger or eat the cake? Obviously, that's a very simple answer, but it's because your body prioritizes the fear of the tiger, in that case, probably way more than seven times, more than the cake or more than the dessert. Bringing that analogy into the affirmations is that if you are constantly speaking words, affirmation into existence, give you a negative, a not so good feeling sensation, and that feeling sensation is going to grow. You're actually creating more of that feeling. And if you know anything about manifestation, when you create more of those feelings, then eventually it exists in the external world as well. So there is a correct way to do affirmations. That obviously is not the correct way, but this is just one, just one of the ways that body language, that understanding your body can guide you into a deeper spiritual practice because the body never lies, ever. Number two, how body language is a deeply spiritual practice is that body language actually is in alignment with the most basic principle of the universe. And that is expansion and contraction. We can look at the waves coming in the ocean. There's an expansion and there's a contraction. This is how nature exists. If you've ever had a baby, I've had two. Your uterus expands or rather relaxes, but then it contracts and then it relaxes and then it contracts. This is how we birth things into existence. There's a process that there's a certain amount of surrendering to that you can utilize in order to access the, the most deepest, truest parts of you. So it's the same in body language. In body language, I like to say, there are only two kinds of body language. There's expansive body language, and then there's the contractive body language. Now, if we were to look at the waves or we were to look at a woman giving birth, we wouldn't say that the contractions are bad. You would never say that. You would never look at the waves and be like, oh, when it crashes, when it comes in, it's bad. No, it's simply a part of nature. It's part of a process that nature is running. And your body does the same thing. It's constantly running these processes that when you resist them, because remember, we as humans, we have a neocortex, we have that part of our human brain that allows us to resist what is so, what is right in front of us to place different meanings on things, which is a beautiful gift as a human. And it also kind of holds us back in some ways. But if we were to look into, bring awareness, bring the light of your awareness into your own body language, where you feel contracted and you were to be like, that's bad. I'm going to try to shut that up. That's not useful. You would never say that to the waves. Why would you say that to your own body? Okay. Your body is nature. Your body never lies. Your body is expansion and contraction. It's existing in this whole state that is nature. And it's asking for your awareness. It's asking for you to bring the light of your awareness to interesting. What is this contraction happening. It's not bad, but it does have information, right? With the affirmations. There was a program running in that woman's body where she felt contracted around those words. Can we bring the light of the awareness into that and get to the root? Probably in childhood, maybe from her mother, maybe from society, maybe from her father, who knows, right? But you can't access the root, you can't access the, the, the program 
until you bring your awareness there and until you let go of the judgment that nature exists in connection and expansion. And so does body language. And it's beautiful. The main rhetoric of toxic positivity, it's like good vibes only. I really don't like it because it's not useful. It's not useful to tell anybody that they should exist in a state of positivity at all times. You're going to completely miss this other part of the human experience called contraction. And toxic positivity causes you to have judgment around the contraction. And when you have judgment around the contraction, you can't access gift. Because when you let go of that judgment and you attune with your curiosity to this thing that's painful, this contracted feeling in your body or in your body language, if you notice yourself having some contracted body language things, I'll give you an example in a second to make this really applicable, then the light can start to melt. It can start to melt all of that pain so that you can get to the gift, like the gold, the juice of life. You get to access who you truly are inside of that pain. Toxic positivity will never, ever allow you to get that deep into yourself. And when you get that deep into yourself, you get to get deep with others. And as a social species, we require depth with others. Without that depth with others, we're lonely. And with that loneliness, it leads to addiction, all kinds of things, topic for a different day. But do you see I'm going with this? The contraction is not bad. We have to attune the light of our awareness with love and with curiosity into that pain, into that contraction of our body language. Okay, so an example. Here's how you can use this applicably in your life. Let's say that you're on a date and you think it's going well and you notice because maybe you've been watching my YouTube videos or maybe you've studied body language that your own body language starts to contract. Maybe that person that you're on a date with starts talking about something and you notice your lips do a thing. You notice your hand come across your chest. You notice you kind of leaning back in your chair. Maybe one shoulder goes up. Maybe both shoulders go up, right? I don't know. Whatever the contractive body language is, you have the knowledge of body language. And you can see into yourself the truth of how you actually feel relative to what's being spoken about. Here's where it gets a little bit nuanced. Let's say you feel contracted around... The fact that they're talking about their career and you start to get a little bit like this because maybe your career is not up to that place or maybe they're talking about a past relationship and it kind of brings up some past stuff for you. It's not that the programming that you have around your career that maybe you're not good enough or the programming that you have around past relationships is true. It's not that it's true, but... What is true, what your body is saying is, hey, you're still running that program. That's the truth. So the body never lies. It shows you where you're still running program so that you can bring the light of your awareness, change those programs, or rather evolve them to reflect your highest truth. All right. And number three, my absolute favorite way that body language can invite you into a deeper spiritual practice is that body language will reveal patterns. And if you know anything about human neurology and the subconscious mind, you also know that humans run on patterns. You might be living your life thinking that you're in complete control of all of the decisions that you make. 
sorry to break it to you, you're not. About 95, 95% about roughly percent of the behaviors, the decisions that you make on a daily basis are actually run by patterns. Body goes, well, what was there first? Has this pattern kept me alive, right? Survival, has this pattern kept me alive until this moment right now as I'm watching Kate give me this video? Yes, great, then it's a fine pattern, let's keep it. There's a part of your body that's attached to survival that doesn't care about what you want. That neocortex human ego part of you, it doesn't care about what you want, but it does care and it does love you from this place of survival. And so knowing that 95% of your daily actions, choices, decisions, behaviors are run on subconscious patterns, you would start to think that, wow, well, wouldn't it be great if I could go in there, reach my hand inside and change those subconscious patterns to be in alignment with what I want? Please make sure that with what you want, it's in not only service to your highest and best, but it is also in service to the greater good of all because that's the highest level of expansion. So if you've ever really, really, really wanted something, you've ever really wanted to manifest something and it hasn't happened, most likely it's because you haven't bypassed that critical faculty of your conscious mind. You haven't gotten in to the subconscious, the 95% where those decisions are being run from and you haven't made the change there. And so it's almost like you're operating from two different cylinders. You have 5% of you that's like, oh, I really want to manifest, you know, a partner. I want to manifest more money. I want to manifest this and that and that. If it's not happening, then it's being run by these patterns and you're thrusting forward in your life using this will or this volition of your conscious mind to try to get something that is in fact not in alignment with deepest part of you. And so body language, like I said in the beginning, is like this portal. It is magical. Because it allows you to see, oh, well, where am I disconnected? Where am I operating from two different cylinders? And how can, once I bring my awareness and heal the distortion of the pattern existing in my subconscious mind to be in alignment with all parts of me so that when I move forward, I'm doing so with all parts of me, with the entirety of what I believe, with the entirety of who I am. You change down to an identity level. Best way to find these discrepancies is to actually just bring awareness into your body language as you talk about it, as you think about it. What are the little things that your body does in relation to the thoughts that you're having around that thing that you want? And what you'll notice over time, if you're doing this correctly, if you're really, if you're really doing this work, not only will your manifestations actually start to exist out in the real world, but you'll also notice that your body language will naturally become more confident. It will become more congruent because you can't control your body language cognitively all the time. And that's why learning different things around body language, like confident people have their hands on their hips or like, I don't know, whatever that shit is. True to a certain extent. But this, this, what I'm talking about here, this is where that's not true. Because you can't be in control of the 95% of your programs all the time. That's not how your brain as a human is designed. But what you can do is you can start healing 
those incongruencies, you can start firing from one cylinder in one direction. And that will naturally make you more attractive. Literally, it will naturally make you more confident. It will naturally change your body language on all fronts so that you're not sitting there on that date or in that work meeting or asking for a raise or wherever you are trying to micromanage like a robot your body language. It's too much management. Your brain cannot handle managing that many aspects of you. Your body never lies and your body is going to speak the truth. And even though maybe the person that you're speaking to or on a date with hasn't learned about body language and what to watch for, they don't know it up here in their neocortex, but their body knows it. Their gut knows it. Their subconscious mind has learned how to read body language for millions of years and it's picking up on all of it. If you want more information like this, I do have a free live webinar coming up all about body language, all about face reading. I didn't get into face reading on this session today, but face reading is an ancient Chinese art. It studies the wrinkles on people's faces from micro expressions and actually what they mean to reveal deeper truths within you. In the free training that I have coming up, I'm actually going to be talking about body language and face reading around reading other people. So if you want to make more money, if you want to make more sales, if you want to get more dates, if you want to meet the love of your life, if you want to improve yourself in all the ways possible, really, or maybe you're just fucking curious about peeking behind the curtain and seeing into what people think about you, what they're really thinking that they're not speaking, what their body language reveals. We're going to take all of that down. I'm going to open up the curtain as wide as I can and expose all of these truths of human behavior to you so that you can up-level your career, your love life, your personal life, and it's going to be fun as fuck. Please register. I will put the link probably in the comments or in the description or something like that. I will make it obvious. Definitely sign up. There will be a replay available. So if you miss the live date, you'll be able to watch this at a different time. However, if you show up live, there is a bonus that I have for you that I'm not revealing to you yet because it's pretty big and it's amazing. If you do come live, I will be entering you into a one-on-one -on -one mentorship with me to talk about all of the ways in which I can assist you in using body language and face reading in your own life. And so if you want to get a chance to win that drawing, definitely come live. Again, I'll drop the link below. Seats are limited. Please come live. Definitely register. Follow me on Instagram because I will post a lot of updates and reminders about it there. Please subscribe to my channel, register for the free training, and I will see you soon.